Welcome to Show on the Go. It's your boy Roscoe Squeeze off with. It's your boy Rich B. All right, today we're going to talk about uh, something important pretty much for all men, men of color, men that uh, lack color, I guess for less of a better phrase, but all men. And we're talking about prostate cancer. And luckily, our boy Richie B has a lot to know about this. Um, well, first of all, Give him a little background on on, on, on on you, Richie, with uh with the with the prostate cancer. All right, all right, all right. So yeah, so I this is something I know a little bit about, man. Still learning every day as we go, but uh definitely something that's near and dead to my heart. So uh actually around November of 20, 2020, it was uh I had went and did a routine checkup at my primary care uh, uh, physician with my primary care physician and um, you know uh, where my wife my wife actually worked under uh, my primary care physician so I love them they're a great team together I'm not just saying that because my wife and it's my doctor and, and everything but you know they both encouraged me to uh get you know all my blood work done so of course you do your, your, your regular screenings and you do your screening for diabetes and high blood pressure and all of these things and uh they both said hey let's you know add another one in there which is uh for your PSA and uh basically that detects the level in your prostate of which cancer may be present so uh went in got my blood work done i believe it was on a tuesday uh, a little bit before thanksgiving got my blood work done uh blood work came back that thursday my doctor called me and said hey i want you to come in uh today and uh we want to redo some blood work and redo some testing you know i saw some things that kind of concerned me a little bit so i said okay no problem so i, I ran right in there uh, did my blood work again on the drive day. I'm thinking, you know, she's probably going to say, you know, uh, pre-diabetic, you know, cause you know, I don't eat the best and, <clears throat> and things of that sort. So, you know, I, I didn't think nothing of it. Then when I got in there, she said, yeah, your PSA came back kind of high. And I said, my PSA, what's that? But then she explained to me what PSA was had no idea and uh she said it came back kind of high which shows that there may be cancer present so of course you know i'm like oh wow not, not to interrupt you what is psa okay so psa how can i explain it psa psa is, is 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 a test that they do a lot of people think that uh that how you find out if someone has uh, 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 prostate cancers, you, you go right to the source, and uh, that's not necessarily uh, not necessarily the first step. Uh, you can do blood work and the PSA test, and, and the PSA test 
basically here, I'll read the definition uh, for you. PSA test is a blood test used primarily to screen for prostate cancer. Okay, it measures the amount of prostate specific uh, uh, antigen, and that's what PSA stands for, in your blood. Um, basically, the PSA is a protein uh, produced by both cancerous and non-cancerous tissue in the prostate. So basically what it is, it's a small gland uh, that sits below the bladder and melts right there by your prostate. So this is where the cancer forms, basically. Uh, well, starts starts to form. So, um, and again, this is all stuff I didn't know. This is all new to me, you know. Had no idea uh, about what a PSA test was. Never thought to get tested for prostate cancer. At the time, I was 45, you know, uh, no, 46. I was 46 and never thought to get, I thought that's something that, you know, maybe I could test it when I'm 70 or, you know, this is what happens then. Never thought about it. Good thing I did. So the blood work came back again. She rushed it, came back on a Saturday and, um, the doctor's office was closed, but my doctor came in, gave me a call, uh, and said, you know, I, I really just want to let you know, I know it's at the hours and everything, but I really want to let you know that you do have prostate cancer. So, initially when I was told that, my whole world changed, you know. Yeah, what do you, when you hear the term, you got prostate cancer, what do you think? What's the first thing that came to your head? I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Wow. I'm gonna die. You know, and, and and the thing, the thing for me was the fact that I lost my mother to brain cancer, um, you know, some years ago. And it's just when you hear about cancer and you see what cancer does to your body, you just automatically think death. You know, you think that you think of this thing inside your body just eating away at your body and you're not going to be able to survive that. So that was initially my first thought. Then, you know, talking to my doctor some more. And of course, she said, well, out of all the cancers, this is the most uh, one of the ones that we really can deal with. It's a good thing that we caught it, you know, uh, a little early on. So she started working me up to go see my doctors, the uh, oncologist and, 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 and all of these uh, different uh, different doctors to sit down and talk to me more about prostate cancer and, you know, how my life was going to change a little bit and different treatments, you know, and different things of that sort. So I had a lot of work ahead of me, a lot of work, a lot of appointments. Um, and from that moment, my life just went fast forward. I mean, everything just started moving quickly, you know, from doctor's appointments. I, I had doctor's appointments almost every day during the week just so we could figure this thing out. Um, when we got more into the testing, we realized that I was actually uh, between, at that moment, between stage two and stage three of prostate cancer. So it was very high risk, um, very high risk. And we had to 
to to to kill this thing right away you know and uh being it was a very aggressive form of cancer one being because of my age um testosterone also feeds cancer and apparently i had a lot of it <laughs> um so it was feeding the cancer quite quickly so we had to really make a move on it then and uh you know i went home i thought about it and you know i just did my research and everything and and, and i'm not gonna lie i kind of got in my head in the beginning you know because it was one of those things where even though everyone is around you you know i have family i have my wife there my kids there my friends there you know you, Ross Hoyt. You know, I had a lot of people around me, but I felt alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, you know, this this is Because you're the only one that got it. Right. 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 You know, and 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 more or less, it was one of those things where I'm dealing with this. You know, people don't can't really do people really understand what I'm going through. You know, it was confusing to me because after I did my research. You know, I realized that prostate cancer was more common in men between the ages of, well, over the age of 55. Here it is, I'm 46. I'm like, yo. Well, actually, believe it or not, it's like you said, it's, it's more common in men over 60 is when it's very common. When I pulled up and then I saw that it's very, very rare for a man 19 to 40 to get it. But it said it's actually becoming more common now. I don't know why now, but it says between 41 and 60 is becoming more common, but it's still not as common as like 60 plus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I don't even know what more becoming common means, but. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe like COVID, maybe they got remixes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> more, more of an aggressive form here and there or no. whatever the case would be. Quick, I don't know. Quick, quick question to interject though. Were there any symptoms Okay, so you know, honestly, I had none. I I had none when I went down the list of symptoms. I had none. Well, well hold on, let me read them out because I, I pulled some up. You didn't have frequent urination. No, well, that I did, but that played a part from the diabetic side. Gotcha. It says weak or in, uh, interrupted urine flow or need to strain to empty the bladder. And urge to urinate frequently frequently at night. No. Blood in the urine. No. New onset of erectile dysfunction. No. Pain or burning during urination, uh, which is much, they said this, this is much less common, but some people actually have pain or burning, so you didn't have that either. And then discomfort when and pain when sitting. No. No. Okay, so... Without you really having that, and if you said it, and with having diabetic, you know, medicine can make you urinate frequently. So that's pretty much the only telltale sign mm-hmm. that you had. Mm-hmm. But that could have came from diabetic yeah. medication. Yeah, well, and, and that's exactly what it came from because I had diabetes and I was, you know, working through that. So I've I've always had uh, to use the bathroom a little bit more. Uh, but this is goes back years. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this has always kind of been with me. But right. as far as um nothing major. No. 
Nothing where so this- you can really sit back and say there may be something wrong. Wow. So okay, so you, so you kind of kind of silently. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was one of those things. Honestly, it was so crazy because it was one of those things where. You know, when we got a little further into it, my doctor said, you know, if we wouldn't have caught this now, you're 46. If we wouldn't have caught this now, you'd be dead by the age of 50. Wow. And that's crazy. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people when I started coming out and telling people, you know, uh, you know, what was going on with me. I heard a lot of people say, ah, well, prostate cancer is one of the better cancers to have. First of all, I hate that term. Okay, right. there's no better cancer to have. Right. You, you know, the only better cancer to have is no cancer. I mean, that's how I look at it. That's how I see it. You know, but in that statement that they say one thing is true, and that is nobody has to die from prostate cancer. You know, we average a little over 34,000 deaths a year from prostate cancer. When technically, if we all, as men, especially black men, went and got tested, early detection is key. Nobody, nobody has to die. Yeah, I see it says, well, one in 36 men actually die from prostate cancer. Wow. You know? You know, so with numbers that low, that tells you in itself, nobody has to die from that. Right. You know, nobody has to die from that. And and, and, and it's 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 a lot. I'm I'm gonna jump into that in a, in, in, a, in a few, but it has a lot to do with uh, 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 <laughs> the macho-ness and, and and everything. But I'm I'm going to jump on to that in, in in a few minutes here. But you know. It was one of those things that I had to really do research. So when we sat down with my doctor, they said, hey, look, you got two options to knock this thing out. You got surgery where we could just take the prostate. It's done. It's over. Done deal. You never have to worry about this again. Or you can do radiation. Now, for me, there was a couple things I had to consider here. One was my lifestyle at the moment. Um... I was still working, actively working. This was the middle, pretty much into COVID, and I was still working, working a lot. Um, I myself wanted to review a couple things. Number one, side effects. That was a big deal for me, a huge, huge deal for me. Um, and with going in and having a surgery, removing the prostate there were a couple more side effects involved versus radiation so uh with the surgery i had to you know there was a little bit longer recovery i couldn't really move around that much afterwards i had to have a catheter uh which is i'm sure is nobody's favorite um i'm always against the catheter when possible yeah not 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 a huge fan not a huge fan Been, been down that road once not a fan um, or radiation five days a week because I had to get treated because it was aggressive five days a week uh, a little bit of radiation in there and I had to do that for 
was a total of three months, you know, every day. So it was a lot. It was a lot, but we had to, we had to be aggressive to knock it out. Um, but I chose the radiation because I could continue uh, with my day. I could continue working. Yeah, you know, I'd be a little bit of tired, felt a little bit of weak here and, here and there. But for the most part, I could continue with my day. You know, right. Uh, so I chose radiation. Now, is is radiation is that an option for everybody, or it's pretty much case by case? No, it's. From what I understand, it's an option for everyone. Okay. You know, okay. Um, a lot of people they don't want that day, uh, everyday activity, probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because it becomes a job. It it really becomes a job when you're doing radiation. It becomes a job. I think with the surgery, you go in there, you have the surgery, you're in the hospital for a couple of days, they put a catheter in, and then you got your healing time after that. You need to right. be at home. Right. Radiation is like a part-time job. And, uh, you know, but I chose it again. I chose it because of my lifestyle. But I, I wanted to go back to something, too, real quick, Roscoe, as far as early detection. Right. It's something we also need to start talking about it. Men, start talking about it with your families. You know, start talking about it with your sons. Start talking about it with your, your uncles, your, your Women. parents. Women, Women, push your men to go. Push your men to go do this. Make your men go. Make your man go to the doctor. Make sure if you if you're older, woman, make sure your your son is going to the doctor. A lot of men got that machismo about them, that macho-ness. Nothing Absolutely. can't happen to me. <laughs> Absolutely, and it needs to be discussed because one thing that I noticed in this whole process, and, and it, it was definitely different for me uh, because I learned a lot during this process, and, and, and it was crazy because. When you're sitting in that room, that doctor's asking, hey, you know, um, does this run in your family? I said, no, you know, because nobody's ever said anything about prostate cancer to me. I've heard of you, you, you kind of know what family members have the heart attacks, have the high blood pressure, have the diabetes, you know, right. whatever the case would be. Prostate cancer? No. Nobody talks about but it. As far as I knew, nobody in my family had it. But then as I got deep into it, so I was talking to my family members, you know, my aunt's like, oh, well, your uncle had prostate cancer. Oh, your grandfather had prostate cancer. Oh, what's so, up? And I'm like, wow, why why are we not talking about this part? 100%. Uh, me and me, you discussed, my, my father had it, and he was six, I think around 66, 65 at the time when he got it. And he was talking to my uncle, his, his older brother. And his older brother was like, yeah, I had that some years back. He never knew. Like he, nobody discusses that. I, I don't know if we think. I, I think, I think me and you discussed before, Rich, that it, it's kind of a, a some type of. I don't know if it's real or it's just a, some type of fake connotation that if you have prostate cancer, that kind of means that you're on you sitting on the sidelines, I guess, sexually. And I don't know if that has something to do with it. Right. Well, you know, I, I think that. Well, there's a lot of things that that have to do with. Uh, with people not wanting to talk about it, people not want to get afraid of it. One of the biggest things is, I'm going to be honest with you, once you do your PSA, and if they do detect that there is cancer there, then you have to do a physical uh, physical exam. Not the most comfortable exam. I'm going to be honest with you. Should not we say most- invasive? 
It is. It, you know what? It, 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 it is. And it can be. And, you know, that's one of those things where, as men, a lot of men can't put their pride aside. You know, I've had conversations with other men. Oh, well, I'll just have to die. <laughs> you know, I listen, not me. I'm not going to do. No. Listen. Right. If it comes down to me losing my life because my pride is in the way, that ain't me. That's not me. I'm not doing that. Let's knock this out. Do what has to be done to knock this out because I want to be around for my kids and my grandkids and my wife and and, 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 and just enjoy life, man. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And a lot of men don't look at it like that. A, a, a lot of black men don't look at it like that. We gotta start. We gotta. We gotta stop thinking like that. We have to start thinking life, longevity. I don't know if this is uh, true or not, but I've, it said. Uh, if you, matter of fact, if you look it up, I think it's that story that's in USA Today. But I read an article about Vince Lombardi, who the Super Bowl trophy at the NFL is named after Vince Lombardi. He died at 57 years old. He was diagnosed with some... Uh, see, I got this saw just now. Yeah, he was diagnosed on June of 1970. And by September 3rd, 1970, he died. He did not believe in getting the invasive procedures. I mean, granted, that was colon cancer. But, you know, men have this thing of, like, you're not going to check me in certain areas. And with prostate, you have to be checked in certain yeah, areas. Stupid. And he would... He died 71 days later because he would not let them do anything to check on his cancer. That's stupid. It's stupid. 57 years old. That's stupid. Because of the simple fact that you let your pride get in the way. And we can't, we, we, we cannot allow that. We, we can't allow that. You know, again, like I said, it's not the most comfortable uh, uh, you know, procedure. It's not right. But if it comes to prolonging your life, it is what it is. Your time you know with your family, your children, your grandkids, what, what have you? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It is what it is. You know. So, you know, I, I, I really, I, I really want people to understand that this is a serious matter. Again, I go back to nobody has to die for this. Nobody has to die for this. And, and you know what's crazy? Prostate cancer is like one of those things that people don't talk about and they're so scared to talk about. I, I, I started putting things on Facebook. I saw a video recording, you know, me going to my appointments and, 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 and just my journey. I called it my journey, you know? And I got a lot of feedback. I got a lot of encouragement on my Facebook and Instagram. People, hey, you're gonna make it through this. All right, you're gonna be good, and 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 that was great. But what surprised me the most, I got even more inboxes of people saying, "Hey, man, you know, I'm scared to go, man. What's it like? I'm scared to get tested. What's it like? I, you know, I have family history of this, man, but I just don't, I don't know what to do." Even had women inboxing me and saying, "Oh, man, can you talk to my husband?" And try to get him to uh, understand the importance of this and go. And I keep telling them to go. 
can you talk to my boyfriend? Can you talk to my brother? You know, uh, uh, different things like that. My father went through this. My uncle went through that. And, and you know, it was amazing to me because it was just like, wow, this is something that really, really needs to be touched. Men don't want to get properly checked. Men look at that as a bad uh, area to check. I'm looking at something right now that says, I did, didn't know this. I don't know if you knew this. Death from prostate cancer is the second leading cause of death for men in America after lung cancer. I can believe it. Wow. I can believe it. Nobody ever, no, like you said, nobody talks about it though. That's not, most guys don't say, ah, my prostate was acting up. Nope, nobody talks about it. I believe it. I believe it. You know, it used to be a thing to where, you know, you were older and you got prostate cancer. A lot of the older guys were like, you know, if you got it in the 70s or 80s, you know, they diagnosed you with prostate cancer. It's like, oh, well, you know what the hell with it? I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I've lived my life. Right. That kind of attitude. And that still happens. And it still happens. Some degree. Yeah, that still happens. You know, but the crazy part about it is, is now, it's starting to happen to people a lot younger. So you can't have that same mind. You know, I'm going to I'm I'm take my chances. Don't, you don't take the chances when it comes to cancer. That's not a take the chances type of thing. It's not Vegas. You don't want to. Right. You, you don't want to, you know. Early detection is the key. Like like you're saying, like, like, like with you. And then it says uh, 90% of prostate cancers detected before they spread beyond the prostate gland itself are, de- are definitely treatable and in like full remission yeah absolutely that's where I'm at now that's where I'm at now you know um, it was a long road you know and even still my, my PSA is checked uh, a lot you know just to make sure we got it because like I told you I went through radiation so being I didn't have the surgery, you know, I still have my prostate. So it's, you know, I get checked for PSA too. Another misconception too is a lot of guys think that if I get treated, my sex life is going to change. Oh, of course. Yeah. Now I'm going to be honest with you. They think it won't work anymore. Listen. This can happen. It hasn't happened to me. And a lot of people that I have talked to that have had prostate cancer and been successfully treated hasn't happened to them either. You know, but this is one of those things where it could be a side effect. This is true. It could be a side effect. But that doesn't mean that you you count it out for life. If you don't do anything because you're worried about that possible side effect, you're not going to be living anyway to to do that. They don't look at people don't look at it like that. But I'll tell you another thing, too, though. The thing is, is we are so far advanced as far as medicine. Listen, if you got a problem in that area, there's stuff that you can take to help you not have a problem in that area. They can put in plumbing, you know. And that's really the reality of it. See, because a lot of people, especially men, and and I got to go back again to to, to, to my black men. We are afraid of what we don't know. Right. 
you have to do your research. <clears throat> you can't just go off of what you hear people say could happen, might happen, most likely will happen. You can't do that. You got to do your research. Everybody has a smartphone. Okay? Do your research. Do your research on these things. You know? And, and you'll find that, listen, this and this, I mean, it's just like the stuff that you see on TV. When they say, hey, you can take this stuff for asthma. Side effects may be da 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 whole line of stuff. That don't mean it's gonna happen. It's just saying what could happen. Right. I I was just looking at some of the misconception had a thing online here about the misconceptions of prostate cancer. And a lot of people a lot of people think we already talked about think it's only for older men. Like you have to be 65 or older to get it, which mm-hmm. you're living proof <laughs> that's not the case. Mm-hmm. 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 I was I was that guy. Remember in the beginning right. of the conversation, I was that guy. I was like, what? Prostate, what do you mean? Right. You know what I mean? I, there's no, I'm, I'm in my, my mid-40s. I'm feeling good. You know, I, what do you mean prostate cancer? I, I would have thought that you would have told me something like, I don't know, high blood pressure or something right. like that. You know, prostate cancer? Nah, what you doing? Another another myth here they say is some guys think PSA tests are bad for you. That's that's horrible. That listen. For the rest of my life, I will always stay on top of that PSA. Right. Oh. Hey, because of you, my father, hey, I'm the same way. I stay on it. My mama mid forties, I stay on it. That's a yearly. That's a yearly test. Trust me, every year. Catch your wise early, because you know the your PSA your PSA level when it comes back, you know it's, it's numbers, just like a lot of these tests. Um, and usually the range is between four and nine. Okay, uh, when I first got tested, I was a uh, six. Two days later, when I you know when I got tested again, I came back at a seven. So that just shows you how fast this thing moves. You know? Shows you how fast this thing moves. So it's kind of like, you got to be on it. You got to be on it. You know, even if if you're going to the doctors and they're not even offering it, you know, hey, we're going to get some blood work done. You need to say, hey, throw PSA in there for me. I just want to check, you know? You got to. You got to ask for these things. Ask for these things. Early detection is key. It saved my life. It saved my life. Well, technically, my wife and my doctor, they saved my life. Uh, one one last myth that they talk about here is a lot of guys say they worry about prostate because it causes frequent urination or incontinence where they're going to be leaking things of that nature okay yeah so so about that again that is another side effect and it can happen uh, for a long time while I was doing my radiation uh, I definitely 
you know, of course I said, you know, with diabetes and everything that I have, but you know, it does cause me to have to pee a little bit more, urinate a little bit more, excuse me. Um, as far as leakage, see, that's a tough one. It can't see, I, I don't really have that issue. Cause I, I stay at the urinal a little bit longer afterwards because yes, it could, you know, as, as a side effect, it could cause that to where you may have a little bit of leakage, but I just stay there a little bit longer just so I can make sure that I'm fully good to go before I walk away. Because yeah, you could have an accident. I'm not even gonna lie. You, you definitely could have an accident. But, you know, again, this is one of the side effects, you know, of, of it. Now, you know, do I just say, I don't want to deal with that and lose my life in five years? Or do I just say, hey, you know, I spend a couple more minutes at the urinal and uh, live another 20, 30 years. I'm with it. And that seems to be the main case there. As long as you not worried about these minor side effects, you can have a long, prosperous life. And that should be the goal of most people. Definitely. Definitely. So, um, yeah, so that's that's the whole thing. But I'm again, the, the biggest thing is early detection is key. Early detection. Uh, men get seen by your doctor often. Black men more than often. Early detection is key. Ask for the PSA test. No matter how old you are, it's always better to know. And just remember that it is, you know, it is curable. You don't, no one, no one has to die from prostate cancer. And that's the great thing about it, man. First of all, you know, you, as, as you being my man, Rich, just want to thank you for taking the time, man, to, to go over this with people. This may actually save someone's life, man, especially people in our age group of mid-40s, man. You know, both of us are the same age, mid-40s. And I think, and as we talked about, some people just think this is not something that happens to us. You know, I'll worry about that 15, 20 years from now. And that is not the case. Yeah. So we're going to definitely follow up on it a little bit more, man. I, I, you know, it's something... Oddly enough, it's, it's, it's something that I, I actually like uh, talking about. It's something that I like making people aware, you know, educating people on based on what I know. Uh, and also uh, getting out there and talking to people about it, man. Because, again, this is something that does, does not have to be the end all be all. And lastly, listen, anybody, is you, if you listen to us, you, you know our different platforms are on, we're on everything, you can reach out. Rich probably is more than more than okay with you know answering your comments about this or reaching out directly to you if you reach out directly to him. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and you know what? And if I don't have the answers, I will find out. I am still very much in touch with my team of doctors. It was a team of eight of eight doctors, a team of eight doctors I had uh, to get me through this. And you know, I, I, I talk to them all the time. You know, again, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still very active, uh, uh, you know, in, the, in that area. So definitely, if it's something that I don't know, I'll find out. And I have no no problem with, with talking about it. So definitely, you know, hit me up. Well, 
that's a great thing, man. That's actually wonderful. Um, want to round of applause for my man for, for for sharing his personal, you know, everything with us, man, which is absolutely amazing because uh, not everybody's open book, and we need more men, more definitely more black men. Where the machismo thing is really intense. Well, just all men too. You know, it's a it's a big machismo thing with men where they want to they don't want to show any chinks in the armor whatsoever, but. At the same time, if more men know that other men go through this, then maybe they'll do the the proper steps that it takes to make sure that they can live, be part of the ninety percent as opposed to the ten percent. You know, when it comes to this prostate cancer. Absolutely. What? Well, definitely, man. I appreciate you know. I know it's a little not really off topic of the things that we discussed. The only difference is is uh, the host became the interviewee. So, but I. I, I uh, well that's perfect man that's perfect so once again everybody thank you for listening to show on the go um any last comments from my man rich because this has been going to show all about you and your journey and going through some tough times um and and and, and persevering from it which is a great story in itself any last comments absolutely early detection is key man early detection is key that's what's up that's what's up all right bro thank you for listening to show on the go it's your man, Roscoe Squeeze Off with. Until next time. Hey.